Welcome to The Rhythm Reset. This is founder and head coach Alexis Greco, and I am so pumped that you are here today. Believe it or not, we are on module nine already. And just a quick reminder, within The Rhythm Reset, you will learn to master three things, personal development, home and business management, and organization and planning. And by the time you have completed the Rhythm Reset, you will have been given the skills necessary to successfully create your own routine within your home and your business. Now remember, we just did a brain dump and a mental walk for our home and our business. We have it plugged into our calendars. We have times next to each task. And I wanna touch on the home itself for a moment and then our business by itself for a moment on certain ways that you can increase productivity in both areas, your home and your business. So we're gonna start with home first, and we're actually gonna start with how you put your home to bed, because that leads into how you wake your home up in the morning. All right, so let's jump in. When you put your home to bed for our family, I define it as that time between when the door handle closes, when the kids are in bed, And when I go to bed, it's that in-between sweet spot. So whether it's dishes, preparing water cups for the morning, laying out outfits for the kids, making coffee for the morning, those are the types of things that I do in that time. But instead of just thinking of the putting your home to bed as a laundry list of things that you have to do, I want to share a slightly different perspective. Now, if you're like me, after my kids go to bed and you walk back into your living room or your kitchen, it is usually a disaster. And even if you don't have kids, you may finish a great meal and look up and the kitchen is a wreck. And one of the first things that come to mind is, ugh, I do not want to do X, Y, Z. Whether it's dishes, clean the counters, take out the trash, you name it. I wanna challenge you to have a new thought. When you start to think the grumbling thoughts of what you don't want to do, I want you to start thinking about what you do want. For instance, what I do want is a clean kitchen when I wake up. What I do want is hot coffee already brewed when I wake up. What I do want is less fighting in the morning with the kids over what they're wearing and what they're eating for breakfast. So as you're putting your home to bed, let's start there. What do you want tomorrow morning? And what will it take to get there? So here's some examples. Things that I want in my mornings are an empty sink, clean counters, a candle going, some low music, and an easy breakfast with the kids. So if those are the things that I do want, it requires me to do some things I don't want to do, like loading up the dirty dishes, wiping down the counters, getting the candle ready, finding a lighter, setting up Alexa to play our favorite music in the morning, setting out plates, napkins, forks, water cups already filled for the kids. So everything that I just described, they're kind of things I don't always want to do, but I still do them because I want what I want more than what I don't want. I want what I want more than what I don't want. So that's how I put my home to bed. Now, waking my home up, this is one of my favorite parts of the day, for real, for real. So you know how sometimes you'll hear people say like, when you wake up, you go pee first, right? 
I honestly skip that first. I actually like to do my home wake up rhythm first. LOL, I know it's just who I am. So when I wake up, I get out of bed, I put my robe on if it's a chilly morning, I will quietly walk down the hallway past our kids' rooms, and our living space in our home is open. So the kitchen, the living, the living, the dining room, they're all together. So I will start on one corner of our living space and I just follow the perimeter. So first I open up the blinds on the living room side and then I make my way into the kitchen. I will turn off the kitchen sink light that we leave on at night, light the candle on the counter, make sure the coffee's on, pour the half and put the half and half out. Uh, I make my way over to the dining room area. I'll open up the blinds on those three windows and I'll make my way back down the hallway. And usually about this time is when Alexa will turn on the music that we like in the mornings. I head back, brush my teeth, put my gym clothes on and get ready to head out the door. Now that's how I like to wake my home up. And even if I wake up late, that's still the routine that I walk through because it just brings me such peace in the mornings and it really does start my day off really good. Did you know that research proves that a relaxed environment significantly increases productivity? A relaxed environment significantly increases productivity. So as you look to create a relaxing morning environment and therefore set yourself up for a more productive day, I encourage you to use your five senses. How do you want your home to look in the morning? How do you want your home to sound, to smell, to taste? What do you want to touch in each morning? And the five senses that I just described, how do you operate through those in one of the most intimate spaces in your life, in your home? Do they reflect your priorities and your values? Because I truly believe it's possible to live out what's important to you, even in the smallest moments of your day. Research shows us that children feel safe in their environment when it's structured and when they know what's happening next. And if that's an important value to you, you can show that to your children by providing the same morning views when they wake up. And the best part, adults also feel safe in their environment when it is structured and when they know what's happening next. So you can create a predictable environment which in turn creates a feeling of safety. And again, remember, research shows us that people who feel safe in their environment are happier and more productive. So if playing a type of music that aligns with your values and your beliefs is important to you, you can weave in that truth of your everyday background noise. And you can reflect that priority tangibly and practically through setting up Alexa to play that type of music at a certain time of day. And just as an example, maybe it's um, instrumental piano music in the morning. Well, you can tell her to play that from 5 to 8 a.m. And then if you want something upbeat starting at 8 a.m., set a new routine on her where she will play some upbeat music. So create that environment for you and your family. Because even in the smallest of actions, demonstrated through your five senses, you really can live out your priorities and your values. Now, I know this is not a blanket statement, but for most women listening, at some point, the work that we do around the house, it feels 
unimportant. It can feel unnoticed. We can feel unappreciated. And I want to be the first to tell you that I have felt that way so many times. And if we're honest, we probably know some men who have felt that way before as well. Yet a simple mental shift reminds me that I get to help set the tone of my home. One of the most intimate places in our lives where it may feel mundane, but let us remember this is where so many of our memories are made. And for many of us, when the home feels, quote, right, it positively affects every other area of our life, including how productively we show up for our business and our businesses. Now, let me remind you, you are one human and you have 24 hours in a day. So if you're going, all right, Alexis, I get it, but I don't know, there's just X, Y, Z going on in my life. You really have three paths to take regarding those tasks that bring you consistent frustration. So I'm talking about the laundry pile, the dishes, cleaning the house, the toilets, the dusting, all of these things. The questions I'm about to share with you to reflect on for yourself, they're not one size fits all, but they can be applied to many areas in your life. So let's take the laundry pile. If your dining room table has become a laundry throne, I don't know, we'll just call it that, and it drives you crazy every single time you see it, and it's like you glance over your laptop while you're doing a Zoom and you see it, and it just is, ah, it just feels yuck. You have three options. One, you can continue feeling frustrated and continue feeling overwhelmed every time you see it and just stay in that lane. Two, you can just stop doing what's overwhelming you. You can stop doing the laundry. Now, for most of us, probably not an option, but it's a, it's a lane you could choose. Number three, you could delegate all or part of what is frustrating you. And for most things in our lives, when they are task-oriented, it's as simple as that. Stay where you are in the same emotions. Decide that you're not going to have those emotions anymore and you're going to stop doing that task. Or delegate part or all of that task so it decreases or gets rid of your um, frustration altogether. If you can guess, I'm talking about delegation here. Now, for many of us, when we hear the word delegation, if it's not something that's currently woven into your everyday life, if you're like me, I used to hear the word delegation and go, that's great for you, but I don't have that in my budget. I don't have that in my budget, so I can't delegate dishes. I can't delegate laundry. I can't delegate VA work. I get it. I have been there. Stick with me for just a moment. I want to show you an idea of how delegation can actually increase your productivity exponentially. Now, you are correct if you think delegation equals money. There's no hiding around that, right? We're not pretending that's not there. And if your finances are in a place where you're like, Alexis, it is a disaster. <laughs> like, I don't know my up from down, my left from right. I have an incredible financial coach that I would love to connect you with and see if she's a good fit to help you figure out your finances, personal and professional. So if you need that connection, pop me an email and I will make an email connection with her and you, and you can see if it's something that would serve you. Now, let's go back into delegation, okay? 
I'm going to take some very simple math here, and I think you'll understand it, even though your situation might vary slightly. Let's say you work, and every time you work your business, you make $100 an hour. Whether you are training your team, or you are holding a virtual party, or you are showcasing your products, or you are having an open house, let's just say on average you're making $100 an hour, and you're working your business six hours a month, right? Not crazy 20, 40 hours a week. Six hours a month, you're making about $600 profit in your business, okay? $600 profit per month in your business. If you were to hire a cleaning lady to come clean your house, she were to come once a week, and let's say you pay her about $75 a week. Little tangent right here, if you are looking for someone who is in that affordable range, I would encourage you to go to a local Facebook group, um, a local mom's meetup, something like that, and ask for some really great cleaning lady recommendations. They will typically be cheaper than a national branded company such as Mary Maids or something like that. So let's say you have a cleaning lady come once a week, she comes two, three hours, you pay her about $25 an hour, so you end up paying her about $300 a month. Cleaning lady, once a week, $300 a month. So you took your six hours that you're working in a month to pay for her 12 hours, right? Because she comes once a month, every week, three hours at a time, four times three is 12. Your six hours of work pays for her 12 hours of work. So in six hours of work, you just accomplished 18 hours. Your six plus her 12 is 18 hours worth of work completed in just six hours. You just tripled your time. Do you see that? You just tripled your time. And this is how the magic starts to happen, how you can truly increase your productivity, but it's not by a wish, it's not by a whim. You need to know how much money are you making in your business? How much wiggle room do you have? If you're making $600 a month, can you pull $300 from that to pay for a cleaning lady? You need to know your finances before just saying, I'm going to delegate XYZ, because we are smart businesswomen here, right? And here's the way I look at it. There have been many, many, many times that the profit that I make in my business, dollar for dollar, covers my delegated help, covers my childcare, my cleaning lady, my home assistant, tutoring, all of these things. It's dollar for dollar, $1 in, $1 out. But here's what I know is that I'm going to show up to work. I'm going to be working whether I'm sitting here coaching you or I'm cleaning toilets. And there is not one that is better than the other. There truly isn't. I enjoy cleaning my home every now and then. But for me, the reality is that I'm going to be working. So in this season of life, I choose to work here with you versus working to clean my home. So let's talk about some other areas that you could delegate in your home. House cleaning, we just talked about that laundry, my home assistant will come in and here are some of the tasks that she will do. She's actually here at my house as I'm recording this module. She does laundry, meal prepping. She pre um, prepares fresh produce like 
She'll cut the cucumbers, wash the strawberries, cut them up, cut the watermelon. Um, she will put fresh sheets on the kid's bed. She'll set the table for dinner, organize the kid's clothes. I typically will schedule a grocery order when she's here. If I need to, she will unpack it and put it away. Those are all things that you can delegate in your home. If you are running a business and you have children, honestly, even if you don't have children, I highly encourage you to consider a home assistant because the mental load that it takes off when I finish recording this module and I walk out into my living room, the laundry is done, dinner is prepped, it's set, the kids have water cups for tonight, they've got orange juice for the morning, the dishes are done. That mental load is huge. And these are just some of the areas that you can start to delegate and I truly believe you will start to see your productivity start to multiply with leftover profit. Now, I hope that gives some new insight into delegation. We covered several different rhythms in that home section, maybe some areas that you need to pivot. And I have a feeling that by resetting the rhythm in those areas, you can start to see your business grow and therefore your income. So we talked about home, let's pivot into business. Now to kick off our business section, we're actually gonna start at the end of your workday. And when I say workday, I don't mean nine to five, right? What well, could be, but I'm talking about your business that you run, you are the solo entrepreneur. So I'm just talking about the end of your working time. So if you only work Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., I'm talking Saturday at 3 p.m., right? Now, this is a game changer. It can be for your business productivity. So before you leave your workspace for today, maybe it's an office, maybe you're building on your business on top of a washer and a dryer like I did about 10 years ago, I would encourage you to take the last five to 10 minutes of your day and look over what's coming the next day and the next week. Because here's what I mean by that. If you have three potential client calls tomorrow, a discovery call, an interview, whatever you wanna call it, have they all been confirmed? Have you heard back from them? If you have a team training that you are attending or a coaching session that you are attending or leading tomorrow, do you know where the meeting ID is? Do all of your people have that? If you have a virtual selling appointment first thing tomorrow morning, do you have all the documents ready to go on your desktop that you want to screen share with them? Tomorrow, what's going on tomorrow and are you ready? Now looking ahead to the next week, are there any tasks that you need to remember? This is a huge saying that has been a game changer for me is what can you do now to prepare for later? What can you do right now to prepare for later? So once you finish doing that and you get up from your workspace, again, your washer, your dryer, or a beautiful office or anywhere in between, is everything clean and tidy? Now, if you have an office space that is solely used for work, you have a little bit more freedom to leave your desk exactly how you like it. But for many, you're probably working from your dining room table, in your mud room, or maybe even your kid's room. So you're not just able to leave papers around or maybe you're like me and you have done that before and your children thought you left them a new coloring page. <laughs> so 
As you close up for the day, take a moment to tidy up your workspace if needed. And one of my favorite things to have for my business, especially when I ran a product-based business, was a hidden drawer. Now, this was a space that if I was in the middle of a project and needed to finish quickly, and I didn't want my kids getting into my stuff, I can, quote, hide my projects in there until they're complete. It's a drawer that barely has anything in it. And so if I need to just take what I was working on and put it in there, it's ready to go for the next day. And I don't have to worry about little hands getting into it. Or when I worked in a multi-purpose space, I didn't have to worry about everything getting messed up. So we're going to stay in the business area, but we are going to pivot and talk a few moments about some technology things. Now, one of the things I want to share is a texting app called Project Broadcast. A similar program is called Scipio. Now, I love Project Broadcast. I've used it. I probably should have looked this up at least five years, if not longer than that. And I really do love it. And here's why I believe every entrepreneur needs something like this. The number one reason is that if you are solely running your business off of social media, I want to remind you that that is rented space. You do not own your Instagram page. You do not own your Facebook, your TikTok, your Twitter, your Snapchat, any of it. Your Pinterest, it's not yours. You are working on rented space. And at any moment, y'all know I like to keep it positive around here, but at any moment, you could log in and that could be gone. And so if that is the primary way that you are connecting with your prospects, your team members, your customers, use it. It's incredible. What a gift that we don't have to pay for that. And please do not let that be the only way you communicate with people. So remember, that is rented space. Now, I use the term own loosely, but when you utilize a texting program and an email list, you own that information. Again, I use that term loosely, but you own that information. So let's talk about Project Broadcast. And if you need a uh, code to get, I believe it's 500 free credits to try it out, let me know and I will give you my affiliate code for that. And the credits are just like text messages. And one of the things I love about Project Broadcast is that I still pay after having a pretty big list in several years under $20 a month, I believe I pay $18 a month for like a lot of text messages. So if you wanna try it out, send me an email, ask me for my project broadcast code and I will give that to you. And it's month to month, so you can cancel if you decide to do that. Okay, let's dive into why I like it. It keeps your personal phone number separate from your work phone number. So. No more kids opening your phone and you are missing a client or prospect or a customer text or seeing a work text while you're out on date night and thinking you'll respond in the morning and you forget. So a few major reasons why I love it is one is for keywords. So this means someone can text a word, you get to decide what it is, and you set up what message they get back. So let's say you are in direct sales, network marketing, and you're doing a spa party. You could set up the keyword spa, S-P-A, and when they text that number to your business line, 
you set it up so it automatically responds with a message that you create. And it could say something like, Alexis here, I am so excited to share this link where you can reserve your free spot at the spa party. Put the link. What's the best email to use? And here is why, you know, as a virtual business owner, again, we need to capture email addresses and phone numbers because our social media is rented space. Now, I saw this modeled by another sales coach probably three or four years ago, and I started to do it on my own, and it's a free text list for my community. You may even be on that list. I typically send something out about once a week. So I will sit down once a month for an hour, and I will schedule out my text for the next three to six months. The next three to six months. So I'm showing up for my community and I'm adding value to them consistently. Sometimes it's, or honestly, a lot of times, it's just one to two short sentences. I do occasionally will put in a call to action, but that's rare. Now, in my opinion, it is so worth the time to schedule out those text messages because it keeps me in front of them and it's done after an hour. Now, let's say you find yourself at the end of the month, maybe feeling a little frazzled because you're like, I need to hit this production. I wanted to have this many new clients. This is something that I wanted to do. And you're not quite there yet, right? You're not quite there yet. And you're like, I feel like I've been so busy. I don't know if I've done, like, what have I been doing, right? And it almost feels like you don't have enough time. So, I'm going to give you a very tangible system that shows you the black and white of things, and we're going to end on this note. So I will include this worksheet in the notes of this um, module, so be sure to look for that. But I want you to list out all the activities you do in your life, and I want you to write down how many hours you spend a month doing this. So not a week, but in a month. For example, if one of the activities was sleeping, right? We will all have that on there. And you sleep eight hours a night, then you would multiply that by 30 days in a month and you would write 240 hours in a month spent sleeping, right? So I want you to write down everything that you do. Sleep, getting ready, shower, makeup, hair, getting dressed, Exercise, eating, relaxing, time with your children, working, family activities, kids sports, driving, your nine to five job. And I want you to add all of those numbers up. How many hours do you spend doing all of those things in a month? Now, I'm going to give you a preview here on this module before you do the worksheet. If your answer is over 720 hours in a month, once you added everything up, You have literally scheduled yourself for more hours than there are in the day. Crazy, right? So this gives an emotion-free glance at where you can start to increase or decrease your time commitment in certain areas. Remember that quote I shared, productivity is less about what you do with your time and more about what you do with your mind? I want to know, What are you doing? So as you work through what we just talked about today, remember some of the big rocks that we covered. In one of the last modules, we covered a brain dump and a mental walk, putting a time next to every task. 
working in your calendar at four to six weeks at a time, not just day to day. We talked this more uh, today about putting your home and your business to bed, productivity um, apps that can increase that for you, like Project Broadcast. So I'm excited to see how you apply these strategies that you learned today and maybe some that you want to implement. So when you're finished working through this, I would love for you to drop your feedback in the Q&A link in the email so we can celebrate you and we can answer your questions. Now remember, the best compliment that you can give to this program, to me, to our coaches, is to share about what you're learning on social media. Be sure to tag me and I would love to be able to celebrate you in that. Now with that, we have reached the end of the module. Remember that we are leaders and leadership is a brand, excuse me, a blend of character and strategy. People want what you have to offer, my friend, and now is not the time to back down. As we enter the online marketplace today, we commit to be others focused. We commit to challenge the norm. We provide excellence in the mundane and we go one more. We believe that character matters. We welcome the pivot and we know that profit is good and profit used for good is better. As you go throughout your day, fear not. Look for momentum. Look for that big mo and remember We choose our family over our business. And as we say here in the South, y'all have a great day.